Hey everybody, welcome back to the Matt Report Podcast, part two of this little mini-series that I'm doing, which is sort of just breaking down my journey into the digital product space. So if you missed part one, which was last week, I, uh, I recommend you go and listen to that. I get a lot of uh, direct messages and some personal feedback about that one that where people you know, had, had said like, wow, it's, it's great to hear you know, the origins, like the real origin story of like how you got into tech, into digital and fully remember spending hours upon hours replicating the prompts from the movie War Games. Yes, they do. How can I talk? It's not a real voice. Uh, this box just interprets signals from the computer and turns them into sound. Yeah. Wasn't uh, something that many folks, I guess, have really heard from that perspective before, so I really appreciate that feedback, as always. If you do enjoy the show, share it with friends that uh, can find some use out of talking tech and product and business and marketing. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Search for Matt Report on iTunes, WordPress Podcast. You'll find us there. And YouTube.com slash The Matt Report. So part two is going to pick up where I left off in the first episode, so definitely go and listen to that if you if you haven't already. And... Really, when I started the agency, my father and I started the agency, I was coming off of having a little bit of success with uh, the Drupal real estate theme that I had mentioned. And then I was in the process of doing a startup with a friend of mine that was Dropbox before Dropbox even existed. of Dropbox that's sitting down with your Jabosa as their shares open on the NASDAQ. Deirdre? That's right, guys. We had to pull them away from the celebrations and the champagne that I'm sure is flowing freely here now. Um, a very nice So in the real early days when I exited that uh, ISP or at the tail end of exiting that ISP, uh, a friend of mine from high school, we... I uh, started chatting, and, I, you know, I, I honestly can't remember. I think it was at a coffee shop. We ran into each other. We just started talking tech, and he was working for, uh, at the time, he was working for Sun Microsystems. He then transitioned to Oracle, uh, and when he moved over during that transition, he and I started thinking about doing a startup, and this was like startup fever. This is like early tech crunch days. This was really getting into you know, obviously before Facebook was Facebook. And as I mentioned at the top of the show before, Dropbox was Dropbox. Dropbox didn't even exist. And we got together and started just banging our heads together. So like, what are you interested in doing? What am I interested in doing? And I have, or had at the time, a lot of background in computer networking, uh, building PC components, like maybe a lot of us do, building server components, uh, setting up RAID, setting up Linux OS, like I had mentioned. And we fast-tracked this idea to file sharing, storage, and syncing. And we came up with this product, this product idea where if you were an office, if you were a business, and you had an office environment, which obviously everybody did, still does, but definitely did back then, remote work was barely a thing, that you could set up this lightweight file storage system, and again, just using some open source tools to do this. And the caveat here was we would sync that to the cloud. Or what we would really do is open up access to this 
server that we installed on somebody's local area network and made that publicly accessible to anybody who had a username and password to it with a graphical user interface. Revolutionary stuff. <laughs> now, I'm sure at the enterprise level, there were tons of solutions out there like this. But for the small business, what Dropbox, Dropbox is today, where you drop a file into your Dropbox folder and then access it anywhere in the world, that did not exist. Not the ease of it, right? The ease and the simplicity of it. And that's what really we were trying to solve and on a very hands-on, lightweight, bootstrapped, organic approach. So we pinned down the ideas, we did what everybody else does and started with a logo and the name of the company. And then we asked somebody for some money. Fast forward a few months. It, it, it took us probably a few months to actually build a prototype, and I was buying these mini ITX PC case components. And this is a very this is a really small PC uh, case with a very small motherboard. And again, this being now 10-ish years ago, this wasn't something that was cheap. Uh, it wasn't something that was super powerful. Right, like today, you can get a Raspberry Pi, which would literally do what we're doing, you know, today or I'm doing in this story. But back then, these things were, you know, the size of a shoebox, hard drives. There was no SSD drives. It was all just contempt, you know, uh, regular old uh, platter hard disks. Right, there's 7,200 RPMs, 5,400 RPMs. That was like the max at the time. Maybe 10,000 if you got if you wanted to spend some real money. But we would put these PC components together as our prototype, and we would demonstrate them to people and say, look, we put this on your, your business network, you save files to it, everybody in your company can access this, and oh, by the way, when you go away and you go from home, go to home or on vacation or to a conference, you can log in and get your files super easy. Now, I'm not going to say the name of the company that we came up with because I actually still own the domain. It's, it's a decent name, uh, and I might want to reuse this in the future, but we ran with it and we went to go get some money from my business partners at the time, his girlfriend's father. And of course, maybe these red flags were already going off in your head and maybe this is causing some anxiety in your own you know, mental space thinking, Jesus, why would you do that? But we were excited. We were young. We were excited. We thought we were solving something that nobody could else that nobody else was solving because literally there wasn't, but there were people already executing on this, which we later found out was Dropbox, and uh, even they were still in the infancy. So we demonstrated it to, um, oh, his name was is Mr. Robert is what I'm going to call him. Uh, we demonstrated it to Mr. Robert, and he loved the idea, but he fast tracked us to the concept of, look, I don't care what your idea is. It's technology. I understand technology. He actually worked for one of the largest, um, well, uh, a, a, a vendor for IT companies that was uh, a global company. So he totally understood technology. But he was like, I'm not interested in this particular idea. I'm interested if the two of you can work together and execute this idea. And 
we heard that. I remember. I vividly remember being at his house, sitting at the at the dining room table, having dinner with him, and we both looked at it. My partner's name was Matt as well, and we both looked at each other and we're like, "Well, yeah, like that. That's to us. It was like no problem. I, you know, of course we're going to work together. We're going to launch this thing and we're going to become millionaires. That's exactly what we want to do. And we already have a prototype. We have an awesome logo, an awesome name. I mean, we're ready to hit the market. Matt could program. Uh, I could." you know, put the uh, components together and configure them on the network, and we both could sell really well. So we were fueled up, ready to go. But that underlining lesson of being able to work uh, with a partner uh, or work and execute on an idea was something that Mr. Robert knew because he had decades in business and enterprise and corporate. So he knew what we would face wasn't the problem of how do we build this prototype? How do we get it out there and, and talk to people? It was, are we going to be able to stick together and see this vision through with our, our different ideas and our lifestyles? And uh, he signed over a check for $15,000. But it wasn't all roses after that. So we got this lump sum of money. Mr. Robert introduced us to an accountant. Uh, we actually knew of, an, uh, of a lawyer, uh, the accountant, and we had one other. It's escaping me right now because it's, it's been so long. But we were able to build uh, six of these prototypes uh, with the money that uh, were provided and, and a little bit of expense and, and, of course, the marketing, the logo design, web development, that kind of thing. Um, and we, I built a stack of them. Um, I actually still have some of the components today in my basement. And we built them, we configured them, we set them all up, and we got into, uh, in front of these businesses, and we pitched these ideas. And we were young, we were naive, and we were demonstrating this new technology to small business owners that, one, giving us the chance because they knew us or they knew of us, um, and uh, out of six people that we met with, two said yes. Uh, and they were very small. They had you know, one or two people in their office. So they were willing to, to really demo this. And, and one of them was real, a real champion. As, as we worked on the product and got it to market, uh, he absolutely loved it. Uh, he was able to work from the office. Uh, his secretary was able to save uh, documents that he had to go through at, at night. And he could access it from home. And he absolutely loved the product. And everybody else did too. They just wanted some more assurance around, you know, we knew, like knowing what we were doing. And again, a few months go by. We continue to, to chip away at this. And we're feeling pretty good uh, until the lifestyle of my partner started to change. And the big detriment here was it was things weren't working out with his girlfriend, which was our seed investor's daughter. So things became a little bit complicated, though Mr. Robert was really good about it, and he was still meeting with us uh, once a month to just outline things with us and just go over things. And uh, he knew that he had a little bit of money on the line, and, and he, was, uh, he still wanted to see it through, make sure that we were hitting our mark. And that's when the realization of his statement of being able to execute on this idea together and that the challenge isn't in the product 
or the concept so much as it is in the individual or the partners running a business. And that was my first lesson in understanding the intricacies of business is not always the product that you're putting together or even the customer that you're serving, but can you execute and can you remain in business because business is hard. And as time went on and, and my partner sort of disconnected from uh, his girlfriend and again, uh, extension of the family, he started to uh, move up the ranks of his job. Like he was still doing Oracle. Um, I was just starting the agency, like I mentioned in, in the last episode. So it was early days agencies where I was leaving the ISP. I was kind of doing this thing and I was kind of starting the agency. So I was all in, I was ready to go. And I remember purchasing a, um, it was actually really interesting how this happened. So I, I, I might've been early days blogging about this idea and I honestly don't know how the connection was made. I think possibly <laughs> I was hosting the website for this business out of my own house. And because we had a server that would communicate and do health checks with these boxes from within my house. I had a, a at the time, a commercial DSL line uh, from Verizon with a, with a static IP address. I was paying extra for that. And... Um, the I bought a competitor's product. There was another product. There was a bunch of these products that started to pop up. And it, it was kind of interesting to see how that market was evolving, where people were like, oh, there's all these open source file sharing uh, services that you can just that have nice GUIs. And you could, I think one of them is called FreeNAS. I don't think that was the one that we were using. But you could like connect all this stuff up. And people were building these little utility boxes that were just like sleek looking PC boxes with RAID arrays that you could access anywhere. And it sounds crazy because you can get this now for like 50 bucks, but it didn't exist back then. And uh, I bought a competitor's product. It was a brand new one that came onto the scene. It was like, it looked like a no-name brand that, that nobody would ever really hear of. And they sent me a cease and desist letter. And I don't know how they actually made the connection. <laughs> All I did was buy the product from them. And I don't know if I bought it with an IP address that routed back to my company's website at the time. But they sent us a, de a cease and desist letter. And actually, you know, we talked to the lawyer and he was like, look, just, there's really nothing they're going to do. They're tiny. You've got absolutely nothing here. Um, and it was happenstance that my partner was sort of just getting exhausted with running his own, uh, well, building up his career and then trying to run this all at the same time. So uh, we were sort of just tail end or, you know, uh, putting the business to bed at this point. And it was really frustrating. Uh, I remember sending a lot of uh, emotional emails to him and, and really just trying to like work things out. But the business ended up folding. And like I said, I, I retained the domain name because I really uh, liked the name and I may use it again one day. He actually went on and started another company that ended up getting acquired by uh, Google. And I remember having such, uh, you know, uh, distaste for that whole thing and how it all went down. I remember seeing his partner uh, when they were first starting their company. And I remember telling him, like, good luck, you know, wrangling in Matt with all of this stuff. Uh, because it, he wasn't easy to work with uh, emotionally. When he started getting different ideas, it was just, you know, a, a totally different pivot with the business. So, uh, but you know, they started a business. They actually got acquired by Google, and we're all good now. 
but we were developing Dropbox before it was Dropbox. And the real lesson that we learned in that scenario was getting to market execution or being able to execute on the idea is way more important than the actual product itself. And if you're out there starting your product, just know that your success isn't weighed upon the product. And like I said, at the start of this, we, we were talking about Conductor and, and episode one of this miniseries and how I feel like, you know, it didn't hit a home run, it hit a good double, but that doesn't define the success of my ability to create, promote, and sell product. Um, that was the major lesson here was when investors are looking at you, even if you're just a service-based business, they're not looking at what is, what's the skill set, or I should say a majority of them. Like, what is the product or what is the skill set? It's you as the individual and their faith in you executing the business idea. And if you have to pivot or start another idea, they are looking at you saying, do you have what it takes to make that pivot? You know, the mentor or the mentee that I have now, she's doing... Uh, this sort of like if you know like a birch box or a subscription-based box kind of thing. She's doing it with uh, homemade herbal cosmetics, right, where you can just take some organic natural herbs and create these uh, cosmetic things like face masks, ointments, creams, things like that. And she is very fixated on the product and of course, the quality of the product and the presentation of the product and the materials that go into it. And while that is all important, I keep telling her that I don't care, you know, what, with what she has, with the abilities that she has in her communication or branding or skills, her enthusiasm. I'm like, I could, it doesn't, I could give you a pair of shoes. You could start a shoe company and sell this stuff. Like you have what it takes to get this product out there and sell anything. We just have to focus on do and of, on aligning what you can do really well and not really focus on the granular details of this product because things will ultimately change in every business that's just starting. So that was the big lesson for me in starting Dropbox before Dropbox even started. All right, everybody, that's part two of the mini-series of me, my journey into the digital product space. In episode three, we'll pick up on... Um, getting the agency from services to products and then how we get into Conductor. I think I might even mention episode one we are going to get into Conductor, but I, I totally forgot about this whole Dropbox by Drop before Dropbox thing. So I definitely wanted to share that story with you. I think it's insightful and hopefully some motivation uh, for those of you out there who feel like you might be struggling on the product that you're building right now. It's MattReport.com, MattReport.com slash subscribe to join the mailing list. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review in iTunes. Share it, share it, share it. Can I say the word share? <laughs> share it on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever. Uh, copy and paste the URL and send it to somebody in a direct message and say, hey, you're really going to listen to this. All right, till next time. Thanks for listening. See you in the next episode.